Broadcasting live from the North Fulton Business Radio X studio, it's time for To Your Health with Dr. Jim Morrow. To Your Health is brought to you by Morrow Family Medicine, an award-winning primary care practice, which brings the care back to health care. Hello and welcome to another episode of To Your Health. We're very glad that you've taken the time to listen to what we have to say. I appreciate everyone who subscribes to our podcast and those who listen live also on the second and fourth Wednesdays on North Fulton Business Radio X. Uh, you can see us, listen to us on my practice website, which is www.morrowfammed.com. You can also go to toyourhealthradio.com, and you can also navigate through the Business Radio X website to North Fulton, and you can listen to us there. And we're just excited that people have trusted us with our opinions. And I say our opinions, I guess I mean my opinion, uh, because what you hear here is my opinion. Um, and it may not always be right, but it will always be my opinion. I'm here in my office studio, uh, which is my remote studio, since we're still not together. And John Ray, my producer, is at his home in his home stududio john how are you today i'm great how are you doc i'm good good I'm good good you yeah. sounded great man well thanks i'm a geek so i got me a brand new microphone i'm all excited about that yeah uh, brand new sure usb microphone hadn't had a sure microphone since i was a kid working in a music store with my wife's brother so i'm excited about my new microphone and any other toy i can come up with so today's episode is going to be about attention deficit disorder and i'm excited about that mainly because it was suggested by a listener, and I really appreciate that. Uh, he emailed me at drjim at toyourhealth.md and recommended this because he uh, said that he had had some experiences with doctors who either didn't treat it properly or diagnose it properly or thought that everything that walked in the door had ADD. And so he recommended this, and I thought it was a really good idea. So you can do that as well at that same email address, or you can tweet me at ToYourHealthMD on Twitter. So ADD has always been a little bit of a, an enigma for everyone, but for years I just didn't, I didn't feel comfortable treating it. And I guess that was lack of experience in my early days, I'm not sure. But uh, now I think every family physician pretty much probably treats ADD. It's not a difficult thing to treat. We're going to talk about how you do that. But it's a very common diagnosis that we see in a problem that we see in a family practice office. Attention deficit disorder or ADD, there are really two types. There's ADD and there's ADHD, which is attention deficit with hyperactivity disorder. And most of what I'm going to talk about today really applies to both. ADD itself is really a, a group of behaviors. Um, it's very common in children, and it tends to bleed over and stay over into adulthood in some of those children, certainly not in all, uh, but in, in some it does. People who have ADD have trouble paying attention in school and at home and at work. And as I say that, I'm reminded about a picture of my third grade class. I went to third grade in Ware Shoals, South Carolina. And in my third grade class, I had a picture of the class like you often see of classes in school. And everybody's sitting up straight at their desk. And in the very back of the room, there's a round table about five feet in diameter. 
and sitting at that table by himself was me. And the reason was I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I kept talking to everybody around me and everything. Now, I was never diagnosed with ADD and I don't really think I have it, but it's that kind of behavior that would make anybody think that perhaps someone, some child, some adult might have ADD. Even when they try to concentrate, they really find it very difficult. Uh, children with ADD often find that, or you often find that they're more active. They may be impulsive than what is typical for their age. I mean, you certainly see that in some ages, but more so than that. And the behavior causes problems in their everyday life with their friendships and with learning and behavior. And so because of that, children who have ADD are often labeled or seen as being difficult or having a behavior problem. Now, right there is kind of where I diverged for a long time from ADD and behavior problems. And to a degree, I still think that a lot of people who are said to carry a diagnosis of ADD really have a hickory switch deficiency in their early life. Because a lot of kids who are called ADD or difficult just haven't been made to behave. And if you don't believe that, look at what's happening in society today. But that's a topic for a different day, I'm quite sure, and probably for a different podcast also. So some people who have ADD also have other things going on. They may have anxiety. One of the main symptoms of untreated ADD is anxiety, and it can be a severe anxiety. Anxiety in a child is not usually present like anxiety in an adult does. Anxiety in a child is very often chronic abdominal pain, recurrent abdominal pain, or not wanting to do something when the family wants to do it and that kind of thing. That's very common. They also can have learning disabilities. I mean, ADD itself, obviously, if it's untreated, you're not paying attention, you're not concentrating, it's very difficult to learn and can be seen that way. And also oppositional defiant disorder, ODD, uh, is, is part of what you see in kids who are not being treated properly for their attention deficit disorder. People with ADD at any age have difficulty organizing. They have difficulty listening to and following instructions, trouble remembering details, remembering those instructions, and controlling their behavior. And this clearly makes it difficult for them to get along with people at home and at school and at work. So it follows them really everywhere they go. Now, specifically, somebody with ADD would be expected to have at least six of these symptoms. And I had to make a list here. Difficulty following instructions. Difficulty keeping attention on their work or play activities at school or work or home. So it's not just work. It can even be at play. Losing things that are needed for activities at school or work or home. And I know a lot of you are thinking right now, oh, I know who that person is. I know that very person. They cannot, for the life of them, hold on to stuff that they need for their job or for class. These people appear not to listen to you. And sometimes it's that they appear not to, and sometimes it's because they're not listening to you because squirrel, and they're over here paying attention to something else. They seem disorganized because they are. They have trouble with tasks that require planning ahead of time, and they forget things. Now, a person with ADD with hyperactivity 
ADHD will have fidgetiness. They may run or climb inappropriately. I've had untreated children in the office that would literally climb all over the cabinets and using the drawer pulls for steps of a ladder to get up to the top of the cabinet and so forth. They can't play quietly. They blurt out. They interrupt constantly. They can't stay in their seat. They talk too much and end up sitting at the table at the back of the third grade. They're always, quote, on the go is what people will describe it as. And they have a lot of trouble waiting their turn, just an immense amount of trouble with that. So you would expect to have some of those symptoms if you have a child or a person that has ADD. Now, the cause of ADD has been researched and studied a lot in recent years. When I started practicing, we really didn't know much about this. But it turns out that the basic cause of ADD is a lack of certain chemicals in the brain, the ones that help you organize thoughts. So without enough of these chemicals, the organizing centers in the brains just don't work well. They just don't function properly. And this is thought to be the cause of ADD. The shortage of chemicals might just be the way you're wired. It might just be in your genes that this is the way it's going to be. And probably more often than not, that's the case. But it has been found also that smoking or other substance abuse during pregnancy can lead to a higher likelihood of having ADD. So it's not something that you can say is the child's fault or the person's fault when, in fact, they're diagnosed with actual ADD. Now, going back to the hickory stick, that's somebody's fault. But ADD is just one of those things that happens. Now, there's been some reports that exposure to lead can be a factor, but from what I was able to find, these reports and these studies are are not great, and there's no real science there yet. So I can't say for sure that that's actually the case. In order to be treated for ADD, though, you have to be, and it, it sounds pretty obvious, but you have to be diagnosed with ADD. And in my practice, and in my opinion, that's not a diagnosis that a family doctor needs to be the one making for a few reasons, but the biggest one of which is he's not, in most cases, trained to do that. So at Mara Family Medicine, when we suspect this or a parent suspects this, we will refer the patient out to a psychologist who will perform some testing and can come up with a diagnosis of ADD. And I'll talk a little bit about that, a little bit more about that later. But it it takes information often from several people who know the child, teachers, daycare providers, parents, and that kind of thing, to make that diagnosis. And sometimes a family doctor might have a checklist to see if you're really leaning down that way. Do you need to go to the trouble and expense of being referred out for testing? And sometimes these these forms and checklists can can be very good at helping to point you in the right direction. But I've seen it happen where they were not that helpful and something could be missed if you weren't actually sent out to a psychologist. Now, a lot of people, and this is mostly adults and sometimes parents, but mostly adults who think they have ADD, will try to go on to a a website or look at a magazine, read an article, and and try to diagnose themselves as having ADD. 
And there's just a world of problems associated with that. It's best to see your doctor. Okay, that's generally, in most cases like this, it's, it's the best thing to do. You want to start there and you want to see what they think about the possibility and then see if it's necessary to go be tested and maybe to find out for sure that you have. But if you have problems paying attention and maybe even you're hyperactive, do you have a hard time keeping your temper or staying in a good mood? Do you have problems staying organized? Problems with things that happen at school and work, the family members seem to see you having problems in those areas, then you probably ought to go get checked. And if it's your child, you probably have your, ought to have your child get checked. Now, one thing that a, a doctor is going to do is going to want to do a physical exam. In some cases, they might want to do some blood work and other testing, but generally that's not really necessary. But it's probably going to be difficult for your doctor to tell if your child does have ADD, so you're probably looking at being referred out. And one thing that people ask me quite often is, can ADD be prevented? And it really can't. There's really no methodology for preventing ADD. Uh, like I said, it's usually just the way you're wired. So the only thing you could do out of the things I mentioned is to not smoke and not do other substances when you're pregnant. And that's the one thing you can do that could help with that. So I'll take a second and remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Mara Family Medicine. We have offices in Cumming, Georgia and Milton, Georgia. So we're north of Atlanta and what I like to think of as North Georgia because the rest of Georgia is very busy, at least in middle Georgia. And in North Georgia, we like to think we've got a little bit slower pace. So we're located in Cumming and Milton. We have two physicians. We have three PAs, physician assistants, and one nurse practitioner. And our main thing at Mara Family Medicine is to see you when you need us. So that's our that's our mantra, really, is to take care of you when you need us. I've always felt like if someone called on Monday, they shouldn't have to wait till Friday to be seen if they have a problem, because by then they could be dramatically worse, and that's not good for anybody. So if you get in touch with our office, we expect that we're going to be able to see you within 24 hours. During the pandemic, we have not been seeing sick people in our office. We've been seeing them on telemedicine and it's just not satisfactory in all cases. So we've decided that starting in early August, we're going to see sick patients in our Milton office and well patients in our coming office. That way the people who are coming for physicals and blood pressure checks and so forth won't have to worry about being around a lot of people who have the virus. And in our Milton office, we'll be doing extra work to uh, cleanse and to sterilize the surfaces and the things that we can uh, in between each patient. And we'll be doing more cleaning in the evenings as well to be sure that it's a safe place for you to come if you don't feel good. So I encourage you to let us know when you need us. We like to say we're bringing care back to health care. And we've been very fortunate in these 10 years to be doing that. So thank you for letting us take care of you. And if we're not taking care of you, you need to come on and let us do that because we've got a great group of providers here. Now getting back to ADD, we need to talk about treating ADD and treating ADD is not difficult, but the medications that are most often used to treat ADD are psychostimulants. They're speed on the street. If you buy it on the street and because of that, they're very, very tightly controlled. 
So you, you can't call it in. You have to be seen very regularly to get refills on these meds. We have to check with a database to be sure that you're not getting it from anybody else and so forth. And the medicines that are most typically used in children are Ritalin, Adderall, Concerta, and occasionally Vyvanse. And that's the stimulus. Now, in adults, we typically tend to stick with Adderall and Vyvanse. And the difference in these is minor. They're all stimulants. They all achieve the same goal in the brain, which is to elevate the chemical levels that's missing. But they're all pretty effective. And in kids, especially, it's nice to have a wider range of meds, and adults would just use the two typically. Now, you don't have to take a stimulant. But if you do take a stimulant, then you absolutely are going to need to be tested so that we can have in the chart a note from someone that says this person has ADD or ADHD, and they would benefit from the use of a stimulant. Now, there are two other medicines primarily that we do use in, in people with ADD that are not stimulants, and they're not terribly effective, to be honest. We try them because I like them because they're not stimulants. And we try them sometimes if someone's unable to go be tested because we can write these for just anybody. One of them is Wellbutrin, which is technically an antidepressant, but it has shown some activity to help with concentration and that kind of thing. So it can benefit people with ADD. And the other one is Stratera, which is approved by the FDA for the use in ADD. And it's also not a stimulant. It's not addicting and so forth. It's not a controlled drug. And it's just not terribly effective. And there are a few others. Most of them are some sort of antidepressant type medication. And honestly, for most people, your best bet if you really want to feel better is going to be to take a stimulant. The stimulant has the restrictions on it, though, that you have to come to the office more frequently and so forth. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a much more effective way to treat this typically. Now, all medicines have side effects, and these are no different in that regard. Uh, the stimulants can decrease your appetite. They can give you a headache. They might make you have a little bit of a stomach ache and some abdominal pain. But they're generally fairly clean medications, if you will. In children, you can see some weight loss, but you don't see that much in adults. You can have some insomnia. So we tell people not to take these medicines late in the day. Occasionally, people will need to take them more than once a day, first dose obviously would be in the morning. And the second dose, I try to tell people not to take it after about two in the afternoon so that it doesn't keep them awake. But because they are stimulants, you can also get a rapid heart rate. You can even have some chest pain, which is not cardiac, but you can have some chest pain from it. So you want to be careful with that. Now, in order to avoid side effects, number one rule is you want to use the lowest possible dose that will get the job done. And that's true for any medication. But you want to remember that you don't want to just be changing the dose and you certainly don't want to be taking more than the prescribed amount, especially when you're dealing with medicines like this. If they happen to bother your stomach, you want to take them with food. And one thing that's nice about the stimulants is they don't they aren't the type of medication that has to build up in your system and you have to keep a level in your system so that it'll work. They work by you take it in the morning. It's in your system pretty quickly. It works for four to six hours, probably in that neighborhood, unless you're using an extended release version, and then it's gone. So you don't have to worry about it building up. And that means that on days when it's not important 
that you're paying the best attention you can, weekends, for example, summers for kids in school, then you don't have to take it. The other medicines that are not stimulants, well, butrin and stratera, you have to take those every day because on those medicines, you're depending on the level being in your body at the right level all the time. So you have to do that. It's important to take any medication the way the doctor prescribed it, but it's especially important with these medications. Uh, you don't want to run out early. So if you were to take an extra one four times, you're going to run out four days early. And, and that's something that we, at least at Mara Family Medicine, we don't refill these medicines early. We only allow people to fill them after the quantity should have run out. So it's not a good idea to be doing that kind of thing. You'll find people, too, that only have to take these meds for a few years. And that's probably more common in kids than it is adults. But sometimes that's the case, and that's great. And you won't know if that's the case unless you try that. So it's a good idea to take a little medication vacation periodically and see if you still need the medication. And obviously, if you're a child taking it in school, you want to do that at a time other than when it's about to be time for a test or something like that when studying is more important. The American Academy of Family Physicians suggests several recommendations for people with ADD. The first is that young children, preschool children, four or five years old, should be treated with behavior therapy at first. And that's not the hickory stick. That's just a psychologist talking to them about how they can manage to get some of this energy out without causing a problem. And then they recommend Ritalin, methylphenidate or Ritalin, to be prescribed if the, improve, if the behavior does not improve significantly, having done that. And you really only want to prescribe these meds if the behavior is interfering with friendships or home, school, or work. And it needs to be a significant thing because these are significant medications. Now, luckily, symptoms of ADD will often get better as children grow older and learn to adjust. And so because of that, for years, I didn't agree that adult ADD was a real thing. I felt like adult ADD was really untreated depression because there is a lot of overlap. And amazingly, probably my wife would, would be shocked to hear this, but I can learn and change over time. And so I have learned by experience more than anything else that adults do sometimes have ADD. And I've seen remarkable changes in people when treated with stimulants, even as an adult. So that's something that I've really changed a lot in my practice in the last probably 10 years. And, and I think it's, it's to people's benefit because I see an awful lot of cases, like I said, where people have really benefit from this. About half of children, though, who have ADD continue, in spite of medication, to be easily distracted and have mood swings. Children who have loving, supportive families and guardians who work together with the school staff are the ones that are going to come out the best. It's not, with children especially, not just about medication. It's about making changes in their schedule. It's about dealing with people who they're going to be around at school who can help them to be better. And you can really end up with a really good outcome 
in cases like that where you've got a lot of people working to have a good outcome. It makes a big difference. And I mentioned the schedule and some of the things that help ADD that are non-medical, non-medication, are making a schedule and sticking to it. Having rules, house rules at home. Uh, Make sure directions are clear when you give them and make sure they're understood. And then give a reward for good behavior. Children need to be supervised, and that's no surprise to anybody. But you want to pay attention to your child when they're around friends. You can gain an awful lot by, by doing that and understanding how they act and interact with their friends and, and their, their neighbors. Have a routine for homework. Focus on effort, but you want to encourage them to make good grades at the same time. And communication with teachers. I think communication with teachers is absolutely critical, whether you're medicating this or not, because you want to know if the medication is working. And if you're giving it to a child, the child's at school most of the time while it's in their system. So you have to communicate well with teachers. And my experience with teachers in that situation is that they're they're very eager to communicate with you. Because more often than not, if the child's taking medicine, they're going to have good things to tell you. And I think that's a good thing. Adult ADD, untreated, especially adult ADD, can really change an adult's life. It, I mentioned earlier that you can have a lot of anxiety associated with untreated ADD, and I see this way too often. And so if you feel like you're having symptoms consistent with this, come see somebody. It's important to do. I I see people do that a lot. And very frankly, a lot of the time they come in because they have a child and the child's been recommended to be tested. And in going through the process, they will realize that they've had some of this for most, if not all of their lives. And so a lot of people will do that. But, you know, being an, an adult has an awful lot of stress is associated with it. This doesn't have to be one that you add to that list. So that's what I've got for attention deficit disorder, John. I really didn't have much in the way of a coronavirus update. Uh, I think one thing I could say is that everybody's aware, I'm sure, that the number of cases is going up. And a patient asked me recently, well, if cases are going up, the deaths are not going up. And the truth is, as one of the physicians on a podcast that I listen to frequently about the coronavirus, as he said, it takes time to die. And so the deaths will lag the increase in cases, but they're going to come. Our hospital here uh, has, I I think they're full to capacity now. I had a patient the other night in the emergency room who really needed to be admitted, but there were 15 people waited to be admitted. And so that, that takes some time. So they end up going home. Uh, but it's definitely here. It's not going anywhere. It's uh, it's going to continue to be a problem. If people would wear a mask everywhere they go and when they're around people, it would help tremendously. Uh, I'm a little bit tired of fighting that battle, but I'm going to keep fighting it because it's the right thing to do and people do need to wear masks. Uh, hope we will have a vaccine in the future. If we do, I'm thinking it's probably going to be this time next year. And I hope that the immunity from the vaccine will be something that will last longer than the apparent immunity from the virus itself, because we're already seeing people who get it a second time. 
So I thought I'd end on an uplifting note. So there you go. Yeah, boy, that you, you really cheered me on that one. Um, so a uh, <laughs> couple ADD questions. Yeah. Opposite oppositional, um, defiant disorder. Uh, that would be something that our wives had have diagnosed us with, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think mine prefers the word obstinate, but, um, yeah, absolutely. Mine, and and, mine and too. It's, a, it's a common problem that is not well understood and not easily treated. Mm. So, uh, I'm interested in, uh, this is for me. Why, why children more so than adults? I mean, why, why is it that children are, are, get this more than adults is is it just because we're paying more attention to our kids and their health i don't think so I, you know the whole problem is the lack of these chemicals in the brain and number one this is all poorly understood and number two over time that level can change and so in some people most people actually by the time they become an adult that level has changed enough to where they don't need medication and the majority of, of children, teens, that kind of thing that take these meds, by the time they get into or out of college, they do extremely well without them. They do very well without them by that time. Now, the, the medications that you were talking about, this is for the, the, the few anti-vaxxers that we haven't run off yet uh, uh, on this show, but um, there's no evidence that any of these medications cause autism or any any of this other stuff right that right yeah so it's they're incredibly safe you know they're they are medications that should you decide to abuse them they can be harmful to you and i can't think of a medication doesn't fall in that category but there they there's no lingering effect that's one of the things i like about the stimulants is like i mentioned you take them they're in your body for six hours if it's an immediate release form of the medication at the most six hours. And so you don't have to worry about anything like that. And they don't have any long-term effects like that at all. And if we haven't run all the anti-vaxxers off, we need to get busy. <laughs> well, you've done a pretty good job so, so far. Uh, plus, plus the folks that accuse you of having a cure for tinnitus when you really didn't, but uh, those folks right. do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We still don't have a cure for that. Yeah. I refer you back to a previous episode on tinnitus. We still don't have a cure for that. But I wanted to underline something you said. I mean, we got this topic from one of our listeners and, uh, folks, uh, send us a note, contact us through social media, what have you, and, uh, let us know what you're interested in Dr. Morrow addressing, uh, as a topic. That would be a, a huge help, and especially because I want to talk about things people want to hear about. Uh, John and I have talked about several possible topics, and on occasion, he'll mention it, and I'll go, nobody wants to hear that. And so we want to know what you want to hear. So please do get in touch with us. And the easiest way to do it probably is on Twitter, at, doc, at to your health MD at to your health MD. All right, that's what I have. And so for now, here's to your health. <laughs>